Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Forget those Sunday night blues for a second with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Guess what, Will? What's that, Mango? Do you know that the kangaroo and the emu are on the Australian coat of arms? I mean, it doesn't seem that surprising. I mean, both of them are native to Australia, right? Yeah, but there are so many animals in Australia, and there's a reason they were chosen over, like, Tasmanian devils and platypus, and that's because neither animal can move backwards. Wait, kangaroos can't move backwards? No, it's like their one design flaw, like everything else about kangaroos is perfect. I mean, it's one of those weird things, like... Crocodiles can't chew, they can bite and swallow big chunks, but they can't actually chew their food. And kangaroos are kind of similar, like their tails aid their balance and their mobility, but it prevents them from moving backwards. But Australia's embraced it in that, like, they're constantly moving forwards and this symbolizes progress. It's <laughs> a good way to look at it. All right, they could have picked a shark, though, right? Mm hmm. Anyway, that's just one of nine facts we've got for you today about Australia's animals. So let's dig in. Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Part-Time Genius. I'm Will Pearson, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mangesh Hatikater. And sitting behind the soundproof glass, he just taped a Crocodile Dundee poster to actually, whoa, Crocodile Dundee 2 as well. <laughs> taped to the wall. That's our friend and producer, Tristan McNeil. He's a busy guy. So, you know what's funny is I, I looked up Crocodile Dundee because I thought it'd be fun to slip in as an animal fact. And, uh, and Roger Ebert hated those movies. I thought he didn't like the sequels. Like, he called the last one less fun to watch than a tax audit. But I actually pulled a quote of his review for the first movie, which he barely gave two stars. And here's how it ends. The ending of the movie involves a love scene on a subway platform. If these were two lovers we really cared about, the scene as written could have had the impact of that moment in An Officer and a Gentleman. As it's acted in this movie, alas, the scene is so unconvincing that the lovers are upstaged by the other people on the train platform. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Mango, before we keep going with facts, we've actually got Gabe on the line. Hey, Gabe. Hey, guys. How's it going? So I'm curious from both of you guys. Have either of you been to Australia? Mango, have you been to Australia? Mm -hmm. I haven't been there. Gabe, you? 
No, I've never made it. Well, I'm glad that the three of us uh, are, are uh, going to be talking about animals from Australia. <laughs> Real experts. None of us having been there, but uh, but we've done our homework. So, all right, well, Gabe, why don't we throw the mic to you and let you share your first fact? Yeah, absolutely. So since you started with kangaroos, I'm going to go with the fact about their diminutive cousins, the wallaby. So in 2009, farmers in Tasmania started noticing these strange crop circles popping up. And they were wondering, you know, what was trampling down their crops into these really unusual patterns. And it didn't seem to be the work of aliens. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't that precise as aliens are with their crop circles. <laughs> right. Uh, but when they looked a little closer, the farmers discovered it was actually the work of wallabies. And not just any wallabies. Specifically, it was wallabies who had been getting high on opium. <laughs> <laughs> They were eating these wild poppies and then just going crazy, jumping in big circles in the fields all night long. And that's nuts. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't just the wallabies, though, either. There, there were also local sheep who were also getting high and going on these strange walkabouts through the crops. And the wallabies were the primary offender. That's pretty good. I've never heard about that. All right. Why don't we keep the marsupial talk going? I've actually got a kangaroo fact as well. And I'd never heard this before, but this is from our pal Eve's. Uh, she's been on the program before, and she told me this. She said that during the gold rush, people started importing all sorts of animals as food, you know, partially because there wasn't enough local food for the people hunting for gold. So there were things like tortoises, cod, turkeys, but a few kangaroos were also imported. Now, the funny thing is, is that people didn't want them for food, though. Instead, they were imported live and kept around for entertainment. <laughs> there were kangaroo petting exhibits. They were sold for quick cash as pets. I can't imagine having a kangaroo as a pet. And there's even an ad from a saloon at the time that offered, quote, peach and honey brandy by day and night, a genuine live kangaroo. That's pretty funny. And I, I kind of love the discriminating clientele who look for a place and think, oh, it's got a pool and a great view, but no kangaroo. I can't mm -hmm. stay there. No, not, not acceptable. <laughs> All right, Mango, what's your next fact? Well, I mean, if we're talking strange Australian animals, you know I'm going to talk about my favorite insect of all time, the Lord Howe stick insect. Of course. <laughs> what is that? I mean, it's a funny-looking critter with the best nicknames on Earth. It's also known as the tree lobster and the walking sausage, <laughs> which gives you a sense of, you know, how awkward it looks. But the story is kind of amazing because it's also known as a Lazarus species. So th those are the ones that everyone thinks are extinct, but then then came back from the dead, right? Yeah, and, and there are two great taxonomies, the Lazarus species, which is animals that everyone thinks are dead and come back, and the Elvis taxon, which is animals that are dead, but then you see an animal impersonator in the wild, <laughs> <laughs> one that looks like the original, but isn't. That is not a real, is, is that actually a real it thing? Is. Oh, wow, it is I just thought that was a big setup to this joke. <laughs> Wow. No, but uh, back to the stick insect. So it was supposedly made extinct by an invasive rat population. But then in 2001, on this pretty harsh island with really strong winds, scientists found about 24 of these tree lobsters in the wild. They were like under a rock or something. And they've slowly been bringing them back. But the cutest thing about this totally disgusting species is how they sleep. The males actually cuddle up with the females when they sleep, spooning them with their six legs curled around them. But scientists are quick to point out that this might be an evolutionary measure and not the mark of love. I mean, I find that a little cynical. You're such a romantic mango. <laughs> All right, well, Gabe, uh, what do you got next? All right, so you probably know Australia has a reputation for a lot of dangerous animals. You know, there are sharks and sidewinders and poisonous spiders. And even the cuddly little platypus is dangerous. You know, they have uh, these venomous spurs on the bottom oh, yeah. of their webbed feet. But here's a super weird fact I didn't know before this. 
More Australians have been killed by horses in recent years than all of the country's venomous animals combined. I, I don't think I'm that's not, true. Uh, I'm not buying that, Gabe. <laughs> no, we, we, might, we might have to fact check this. <laughs> well, according to a recent study uh, from the year 2000 to 2013, 74 people were killed by horse trampling or being tossed by horses while only 27 were killed by snakes, bees, or spiders, you know, during that same period. Wow. And, of course, the hospitalizations from animal bites was far greater. You know, there were like 35,000 people hospitalized for bites and stings in Australia. But because there's so much anti-venom available, and also because a lot of those were just, you know, allergic reactions, deaths from snakes and spiders isn't that big a thing. In fact, there was a death from a redback spider in 2016. And it was the first spider bite death in Australia since 1979. So I was looking this up while Gabe was sharing this fact because I honestly, I just didn't believe it. You know, sometimes he makes stuff up. Uh -huh. We don't ever let that on the, on the actual show. But this, this is accurate. I, I mean, that that's pretty impressive, Gabe. Good job on that one. All right. Well, since Mango was talking about the Lazarus species, I've got one for my own to discuss. And that's the Tasmanian tiger which also might be back from the dead. Now, the Tassie tiger is the largest carnivorous marsupial, and it looks like a big striped dog, but it has a kangaroo's tail and this small pouch. <laughs> it also is one of the only two marsupials where both the male and the female members have pouches, and I didn't know this existed among any of them, but I guess the other is a water possum. Huh. Anyway, the, the tiger's been extinct since 1936, but there have been some recent sightings reported. Sometimes the creatures are confused for dingoes or wild pigs, but the reports have had similar descriptions. And they've actually come from two different people in the same location. Now, one of the key things that's convinced some skeptics that the species might still be alive is that the Tasmanian tiger's eyes shine differently from a wild pig or a dingo. So they actually reflect light back in a very different way. And it's generated enough excitement that a number of scientists are now camped out in this secret part of Australia with hundreds of cameras all trying to locate this tiger. That's really exciting. Yeah. I, I hope they find it. Anyway, we've got a few more facts for you guys, so stay tuned, and we'll be right back after this break. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome back to Part-Time Genius, where we're talking about Australian animals. Now, Mango, am I misremembering this? Was there some story about your sister and Australian ants? <laughs> yeah, good memory. So my sister actually studied in Queensland in college, and as a kid, she was kind of squeamish about insects and arachnids. So I was talking to her about it when she came back, and she was saying that you just find these crazy bugs in your room every day in the dorms, but you kind of got used to taking a magazine or whatever and flicking them outside. But the weirdest thing she told me was the story about ants. And there's a type of ant there that tastes like lemon lime. Mm -hmm. So people actually crunch up the ants and eat it for that flavor or use it in lemonade. Like you can crush them and add water and get your protein in as well. But I asked her, you know, knowing she was vegetarian, like, did you actually try these ants? And she said, you know, I refuse to eat them, but I did lick their bum. This reminds me of when uh, you briefly um, went from being vegetarian and the first thing you ate was ribs in the state of Alabama. And you yeah. pretty much just licked at them. This must run in the family. You don't want to eat the meat, but you just <laughs> Oh, gosh. Let's just move on from that. But uh, anyway, how, so how did they taste to her? Apparently like lemon lime. Wow. I'm not sure that counts as your fact, but uh, but do you want to do you want to kick us off with one last one, Mango? Yeah. So I, I've actually been a little obsessed with camels this year. I've been reading about this camel scandal in this uh, camel beauty pageant in Saudi Arabia, where a number of the camels had been given Botox, <laughs> and how uh, Joe Camel came from France. But uh, well, one of the things I only recently realized is that Australia has the largest feral camel population in the world, and apparently they were brought over as beasts of burden to help transport things, but then. Once they weren't that useful anymore, they were let loose into the wild, and they just went crazy. Like, they're awful because they're so hardy, and they can walk, like, 40 miles in a day. And there aren't any real natural predators out in the outback, so... I want to say there are like 750,000 or 800,000 of these beasts just wandering around, drinking up all the water from wells and causing camel chaos. I have to be honest. If you had told me name 20 animals in Australia, I wouldn't have thought to name the camel. That's not where I would have assumed they were from. So is is there anything that can be done about them? Yeah, so like Australia is still trying to figure it out. I, I read one account of a guy who's been rounding them up for meat, which is apparently pretty good, but also to try to sell the camels for camel races and also beauty pageants. Like... People will come to Australia to, like, scout Aussie camels for their thin necks, apparently. Like, <laughs> I don't know what makes a pretty camel, but apparently that's part of it. Wow. All right. Well, that that is very interesting. Okay. Well, my fact is about the wombat. And there are lots of cool things about wombats. You know, their pouches face the wrong way for some reason. So, you know, instead of looking forward, a baby wombat will face out back as the mom wombat is scurrying. <laughs> also, their superpower, it's their big butt. It's full of cartilage and totally resistant to snake bites and dingo bites. It's kind of like a shield for them. So when they jump into a burrow and their butt sticks out, it's totally safe from predators. (laughs) But my favorite thing about the wombat is that you can tell if you have a wombat infestation by looking at their scat. So their poop comes out in perfect little cubes. That's so funny and so nerdy and so gross. (laughs) 
I also love the names of wombats. Like all the different species just are all really cute sounding. So <laughs> there, there's the southern hairy nosed wombat, and of course the northern hairy nosed wombat. And there's also the common wombat. I yeah, mean, that one kind of got screwed. You know, you get the southern hairy nose and the northern hair. I'm curious to see the difference between the northern hairy nose and the southern hairy nose. Big difference. All right, Gabe. So I think it's time for you. Have one last fact, right? Yeah, yeah. My, my last fact is uh, is about black swans, and this is pretty great. So for centuries, Europeans, for some reason, like to ponder the existence of black swans. And so by the 16th century, the idea of a black swan became an idiom for an impossible thing, something that couldn't exist. But that all changed in the late 1600s when Dutch explorers actually found black swans in Western Australia, hmm. which, you know, just completely killed the idiom. Right. But it, it gets more interesting from there because about a century later, Napoleon sent an expedition to Australia. And in addition to bringing back, you know, various animals and plant species, he asked for a special collection of animals to be brought back for his sweetheart, Josephine. So 35 live animals were shipped back in all. And this was parrots, emus, kangaroos, and two black swans. So sadly, the animals started you know, dying on the long boat ride home. Yeah. It got so bad that the captain actually kicked his crew out of their cabin so that the kangaroos could be more comfortable. <laughs> but, you know, he was worried that they'd, they'd get back and none of the animals would have survived the trip. But really, honestly, the problem was they didn't have the right food. In desperation, they gave animals wine-soaked bread, which, as you might guess, not a great idea. But Two animals that definitely survived and made it back were the black swans. And Josephine became the very first person to breed black swans in captivity. Hmm. That's another good fact. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, Mango, but I, I feel like Gabe coming up with that whole murdering horses fact <laughs> and us not <laughs> believing true. it. And trying also to he fact knew checking. all the names for wombats. Like, yeah. who knows species of wombats? <laughs> he, was, he was on his game. And it's early in the morning out there in L.A. Yeah, right now. Yeah. So, Gabe, I, I'm impressed. So I think we're going to give you this week's fact off trophy. Oh, I'm honored. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for listening. We would love to hear from you. We, we've been hearing lots of ideas from listeners on future Nine Things episodes, so feel free to send those to parttimegenius at howstuffworks.com. You can also call us on our 24-7 fact hotline. That's 1-844-PT-GENIUS. That is still 24-7 fact hotline? It is 24-7. Okay, yeah. We thought about cutting costs and going 22-7, but <laughs> we're going to stick with it. So, uh, so anyway, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back with a full-length episode tomorrow. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. 
because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.